Hey, this is Stevie Batiche from Microsoft, and you're listening to Talknology. Yes, I'm just kidding. You thought I was a freeze frame. You wished. Hey, Tuesday, 18th of January, 2022, coming at you. If you happen to be Cleopatra, I'd very much like to meet you for a job interview to come as the role of my new surf. Uh, because I've run out of washing powder. Welcome to this fabulous day. It's a beautiful day outside. It's crisp, it's cold, but it's enchanting. It's the perfect time to have a cocktail. Uh, so uh, w w this is a bit of a playground today, and um, I'm going to speak most of the things rather than show you things visually, because I think this is going to be like uh, some sort of a recorded episode that will form part of my podcast a la Thacknology. You are here at Thacknology's Lair, Dave Thackeray on the tweets, uh, all the usual suspects, and uh, yeah, uh, John Belushi. Right, so um, just while we sort of have a casual jaunt through the day, uh, I've got a few things to talk about today. Uh, I just, well, before I break into this, let's design a product or service together. Um, I wrote something earlier because um, I had a flashback, uh, not drugs related, uh, to a good few years ago uh, when I was working with a health charity in Wigan, uh, of all places, um, home of the um, P-Wet and also the uh, Kebab Bap and the Pie Bap. Um, so, uh, yeah, they certainly needed some health uh, injecting into the local community. So back there, I thought, Do you know what? I've been working in marketing and copywriting and all that sort of stuff, journalist, uh, editor, uh, for, for many years. But the one thing I didn't really have was something that codified that, that was a rubric for all of the things that I did that was essentially demonstrating my, um, let's be honest, Jedi-like skill set. And so I thought, Do you know what? I'm going to do what everybody does, which is exactly what I did at the age of 16 and exactly the same as what I did at the age of 18. And it's not Borstal uh, and probation. It's none of that. Um, we'll talk about that in the future. Um, but... Uh, 16, I was like, yeah, let's go to sixth form because all my pals were going to sixth form. Should have gone to technical college because I wanted to train as a chef. Uh, and instead I did uh, French, Spanish, economics and um, general studies. Um, don't have to do anything for that except for turn up for an exam and I was awful at that. Um, but, you know, my name is Dave, starts with D. And the reason I got three Ds in my A-levels was that I wanted to be able to remind myself in the future as I lost my memory what my name started with in terms of a letter. So I knew that if I had um, A-level certificates that had D repeatedly, I'd be like, it starts with a D. Great. Uh, at the age of 18, I uh, mistakenly chose the route to university. Again, awful idea, uh, not remotely academic, and yet all my pals were going to university. So I thought, hey, let's go to La Sainte Union. And um, uh, so went to Southampton and um, I was um, 
I was housemaster uh, at this huge, sprawling, great residence. There's 25 of us misled, misinformed students. Uh, we had a fantastic time socially, uh, but the course was um, French and European studies. And I actually got there and found out that I either had to have uh, an A-level in history or politics, which I had neither, and I flunked economics. One of my Ds, of course, came from general studies because I was able to identify the keys on a piano. It's an essential skill for life. Um, so those those two things were misdirections, miscues, if you like. I felt like Darren Brown was involved then, as I did a few years ago when I chose to do a SIM qualification, Chartered Institute of Marketing. Well, what a absolute route that was. Because uh, it turns out that a lot of the skills that we have, that we enjoy building up, aren't necessarily uh, codified in a qualification. And so should it be. Uh, so went down there, got all the uh, course books, and it was horrible. Um, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff was talking about traditional marketing, and I'm surging ahead. I'm like a marketing progressive. You know, I'm all about trying to figure out ways that we can do things with video marketing. Not only that, conversion rate optimization, technical SEO, Honestly, hand on heart, I'd be surprised if any of those skills even got lip service in subsequent editions of these books. I mean, they were saying things like, oh, the marketing mix, product place, promote, all that sort of stuff, which is great, you know, getting the basics and stuff. But there was so very little about the psychology of marketing or anything about persuasion or how to actually get inside the heads of your customers content it wasn't even it wasn't even you could tell that the author was like oh how can i spin this out for another edition without actually having to do the work the hard yards so i bailed on that um i i I'm, my greatest success is failure um so if you want to know how to fail come to me by all means because that's what i do very well but i enjoy doing it right so the method in the madness there was if you're going to commit to something to develop yourself personally or professionally, make sure that your heart is 100% in it. And don't be swayed just because politics suggests that you should. Don't be swayed by peer pressure. If somebody comes to you and says, oh, we've got some money to spend on CPD, right? Find something that's vaguely aligned to your job that is not vaguely aligned to your heart because it's out there and you can always speak to somebody or check out Coursera whatever it is now edX or whatever um, or attend an event I mean there's conferences and stuff that you could justify going there if you've got 750 quid to spend bang yourself in a request to go to a two-day conference with some accommodation and go and see the sites enjoy yourself meet some peers get some new mentors find some inspiration don't 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 piss about like I did. Right, so we're going to uh, just have a quick go on on this. So we're not designing a cocktail for cold, dark winter nights. We are designing a nail polish that can be mild, medium, or spicy. Okay, so I've been watching that Netflix series with James Jimmy Nesbit, and one of the opening scenes is in a nightclub. It's Vipers, isn't it? But it's actually Shorrocks Hill in Formby. Not the inside, that's a, a ritzy, glamorous bar in Manchester.
But one of the opening scenes shows two girls being accosted by this very seedy guy who uh, is looking to take advantage and he spikes a drink. And one of the girls, whose drink has not been spiked, tests a drink of her mate while he's away with these this nail polish. And theory being, obviously it's reactive, you put your nail polish in liquid that you suspect has been tainted. And if it has, it will change colour. Why did I not get the memo about this? I've only worn nail polish once, apart from clear stuff, obviously. Um, I'm lacquered. Um, and uh, it was black, and I sat in the uh, pub garden of the windmill in Southport. I had a fine old time. Um, not specifically because of the black nail polish, but just because that was my first experience as a goth, and uh, I got on like a house on fire. I went to Rock Night Floral Hall that night, and uh, yeah, I, I, I like to think that you know my dancing style was certainly improved um, by the fact that I had what appeared to be really big flies falling out of my fingers. So this, so I, so it's it's an edible nail polish now. So let me see if I can. Uh, I won't bother sort of. So I'm, I'm writing. I'm, I'll tell you what I'm writing to save bothering with all the sort of switching between screens. So. This is either a suckable polish or an edible polish, I would imagine, unless it is uh, designed, unless it comes with like templates to make your fingers look like curry dishes, which could um, excite you. Uh, certainly doesn't me. I, I, I would like um, small plate pies on there. Um, I, I don't know how you'd reveal, you know, the fillings, but um, maybe cut them in half. And, uh, you know, I just have the, the word very small that says cheese or um, or beef. Um, mince and onions probably a bit long to fit on a single fingernail. Um, so edible nail polish or, uh, or suckable, suckable fingers. Mm. Um, and uh, so we're going to call this. Let's have a think about this. So let's think of some words then. So um, so you've got digits, uh, you've got fingers, you've got nails, uh, you've got paint as well. This is a bit like a live game of Wordle, isn't it? Although uh, I'm, I'm awful at that as well. Um, okay. Finger food. Finger food! You can hear the applause now. No, 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 no. You're welcome. No, you're welcome. Finger food. Okay, so this is going to be a range of flavoured finger polish or flavoured nail polish um, that will kind of keep you full between meals. So uh, we'll start with mild, medium or spicy, but not dissimilar to Walkers or Golden Wonder. We will start giving them some sort of a sensual name, something that almost feels visceral. Um, so uh, so what we could say, uh, what's, what's like what's like nail, like finger that's like finger. So we've already got the, the brand name, Finger Food. Um, so uh, what rhymes with, what rhymes with fail, sale? Uh, whale, whale, whale and chip, whale nails, whale nails. So that will be like fish and chip flavoured nail varnish. All right. Uh, so we could have like ruby uh, because, you know, you have all these different colours also, don't you, of nail polish. So nail polish colour could be ruby, which also happens to be the uh, scent of curry. Heaven scent, obviously, but S. C instead of 
SE. Uh, so right, we're bored with that now. Thanks, thanks for enjoying that. Um, I hope you did because I know I certainly did. Um, so we're going to finish off with just a few little bits and pieces. Um, so I've already talked about you must professionally do what makes you feel good. Um, just going to do what um, very elegant ladies do. There with. nice um the other thing i was going to mention to you about if you want to build yourself into a more rounded person apart from reading a thousand books or checking out my um podcast mix is uh getting up early right and, and i know we keep talking about this but from a new year's resolution standpoint getting up earlier doesn't only mean that you get more out of your day and that you feel fresher and perkier um, but leading to that freshness and perkiness is getting outside. Even if you're just standing on your doorstep for five or ten minutes, if you can have a walk around the block, brilliant. Your neighbourhood at 7.15am in the morning or 7.30, which is now when it starts getting lighter, isn't it? On the 18th of January, we're looking at kind of, you know, we can see the day ahead at half seven in the morning. Getting out there and having a wander and just soaking up the new vibe of your hood at 7.15, 7.30 in the morning is bliss in itself. Honestly, I uh, went out the other day and just the sound of the birds cheeping, because um, they've never been very expensive and I do like to hang out with other cheapskates like myself. Just listening to the birds and the trees and the rustle of the branches, uh, if they've not got uh, those big black bags of dog poo hanging from them. That's always a perk. Um, just having a nice wander and just seeing the different kind of people that are out and about loitering or maybe in uh, sleeping bags or cardboard tents. It depends where you live, it doesn't matter. Just say hello to them, you know. I do find people are generally a lot friendlier at that time in the morning, probably because they don't see it's me approaching because their eyes are half closed through that sort of lull between being asleep and being fully awake. Um, but I do find that it's an incredible time of the day. Cities are always at the best at 7.30 in the morning or just before nightfall. Um, there's something magical that happens in cities at those times of the day. So check that out. Um, I'm thinking about putting together a, uh, a show or a podcast for people like me who work remotely and people, chances are, like you as well, who are involved in hybrid working, who are spending at least a proportion of their week away from the conventional office environment. So an interesting study, actually, um, a lot of companies went live yesterday with a four-day working week, which sounds fascinating. Um, Fourdayweek.co.uk, I think it is, or .org, you can see all the people taking part. Be interesting because they're all guaranteeing that people get their full time employment pay, but just doing a, um, a scaled back version of it, really. And the thinking is that people can be as productive in four days when you concertina the time versus five where you're stretching it out and you're labouring. You know, by the time you get to Friday, your head's really in the game. Um, I'm actually thinking, because I'm cynical about these things, I'm wondering whether people are doing this so that they can wash out the lazies because um, if you see that you can do the same amount of work in four days that means that you can do the same amount of work with 80 percent of the workforce whoa and i suppose you can justify them by saying well okay we did this for a month and uh, we got the same amount of work done and you uh, slackers were only here for four days a week so uh, 20 percent of you get out 
on your uh, on your way. Um, see the doll queue. Um, what else? Uh, yeah. So if you fancy some sort of show where we'll talk about, you know, almost be like a surgery where we'll share some tips, tricks, tactics, and techniques to get the most out of working away from your colleagues, but together in different ways, then uh, I'm thinking about a show called Remotely Useful, uh, which I think should be my middle names very remote um so if you fancy the idea of that give us a shout and uh, we'll put something together uh, and last thing please uh, yesterday saw the start of celebs go dating which is one of my favorite shows on the tv and uh cocks a snook to these like true crime series and uh, all the stuff that you should be watching thrillers and that um debauched uh, scandalized all of these z-list celebs um just making an absolute horror of themselves, except the lovely old Rika Johnson, who uh, is just charming and a fet, apart from uh, the bits uh, she talks about bums, which surprised me, to be honest, although uh, she is from that neck of the woods where um, raunch is taught um, much earlier in life than it is here in the conservative upper lip stiffed uh, UK. So, uh, Celebs Go Dating is on. Um, find out uh, tonight at nine o'clock on E4 why Ryan Mark, who was also a failure on The Apprentice, uh, got three out of ten from his um, Welsh blind date uh, on last night's show. It, it really is uh, eye-opening. And if you fear for the future of the human race, um, those fears will be very much confirmed watching the show. Thanks for joining me on Factnology today. Hope you had a good time. I certainly did. And we'll see each other, I'm sure, tomorrow. Bye for now. <laughs> okay, think of your mind as the house and your ears as the doors and windows. I'm going to come as Nick Knowles and buff up your rooms and excite your entrances. Welcome to Thacknology, the world of me, Dave Thackeray. Every day I'm trawling the web and world for ideas and inspiration to make your life a little more lavish. More often than not, it's just a plain old fun factory highlighting things to make us smarter, speedier and smilier. Don't forget to leave me a message if you want something, anything discussed, regaled on Thacknology. I'm Dave Thackeray. I'm a writer. I like a microphone. But more importantly, I love to hear what you think. So get in, stick around, if only to keep me company. And remember, it can only get better from here. Thanks for being you. And for us, welcome to Team Factnology.